Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. One of my friends sent in a beautiful question about how to pray for a family member, extended family member, who had adopted and seen just hard things in the spiritual realm. So this is the third episode related to that. You can catch the previous two to get caught up to speed. Super interesting discussion point. So one of the questions that would come to mind for me is like, how are we even supposed to pray for someone who isn't necessarily seeking that prayer or wanting it? So I completely love the story of Jesus in, what is it, Mark 5, Mark 4, where he's, he's supposed to cross the sea and the cross, I think it's the Sea of Galilee, and because he is going to have this encounter with the demonized man, the demoniac among the tombs. And so there's a part where oftentimes in the scriptures, what we see are either people coming to Jesus or friends or parents bringing demonized people to Jesus, and then Jesus heals them. And it's like, oh, good. These people have faith. Maybe the person who's ill or demonized doesn't have faith, but their family or their friends do. This is awesome. But here you have this picture of Jesus going quite a bit out of his way, facing pretty significant uh, sea turmoil, death even from the sea in order to get to this man, in order to free him. And the man wasn't asking for freedom. (laughs) In fact, after he gets his freedom, all of the community comes and they're like, please, Jesus, could you leave? They weren't like, oh my word, thank you for solving our big problem. (laughs) We don't have the boogeyman anymore. Can you, what else, what other problems do we have? No, they were like, okay, that was not very cool. Please leave. So this is, it's just interesting that this is the perspective of this community. But I love this picture of Jesus just coming and saying, you're not even asking for it, but I'm going to heal you. (laughs) Thank you, Lord, that you do that. And so as friends and family, how much more so if we're asking on behalf of others? And I will say one of my favorite stories about this in recent days, I was talking to a friend whose husband had had an affair and he had eventually confessed it. Very painful, very painful. And he was like kind of repentant, but not really. Kind of like, uh, I don't know if I really still want to be married. I might want to go with the other girl. Um, and my friend is a woman of prayer, so she was praying. But she said, Amy, it wasn't until I took the prayers in the Good Spiritual Hygiene book to his office where certain things had gone down and prayed it over the office space that it was something like within 24 hours it broke. And so there's a level of saying, well, here's another person who was not seeking, who was not interested, and yet that just broke. So I have heard different stories of how people have navigated praying for something that is really hard. So if I was going to be in that physical proximity, I would surreptitiously probably get a glass of water, bless it um, for cleansing, And then I would kind of walk the property, sprinkling the water, like I'm sowing water and good things. And just asking the Lord to come and clear the atmosphere, to reestablish connection, to open up the airspace. And I would ask the Lord first if that was what he would have me do. But I will say that is one of the most effective things that I found for really bringing a shift when it's needed. Um, And then I would also probably just say, in whatever way I can repent by proxy, I'm going to do that. Lord, on behalf of my family, I'm just standing here as a representative saying, we have not done right. 
And I think that, I don't know that this is going to be like an eternal thing. Like, oh, I could just repent on behalf of all my family and they'll all be saved. I think we each get to come before God um, as like our own person. But I also think, you know, Mordecai (laughs) allowed the entire people to come under judgment because of his decision. But then he also was permitted to see the rollback of not only the bad situation at hand, but like a generational bad situation. So he stood by proxy on behalf of his people, both in the point of judgment, but then also in the point of restoration. And so for me, I appreciate that I live in the county I live in. I live in the county with Monticello, Thomas Jefferson's house. And that is, it's a beautiful house, but there is a lot of injustice there. And so as a resident of that county, I'm not going to say I do this every day, but periodically I'm like, Lord, we're asking for judgment. We're asking not for judgment. We're asking for mercy. We recognize that this is, uh, that we deserve judgment. But Lord, as a resident, I'm asking that you would forgive us. (laughs) So I also at times will, um, this is something that I heard from Dr. Francis Miles. He had a really interesting book around this, but I will take some soil from my property and I will just say, Lord, I am made of dirt. It's a crazy thing to think about that humans are made of humus. <laughs> but I will say, Lord, I'm asking that you would bless this, bless this person, bless this earth. And then I, I don't know much about these sorts of things, but I will say, um, you know, it says the heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to mankind. And the way that Dr. Francis Miles talks about this would be to say, the earth, because it's been given to mankind, if people speak curses over it, the earth does not have a choice except to obey. It does not have volition in the sense of it doesn't have a free will. <laughs> it's going to do what people speak. And because the those who are dedicated to evil things are willing to speak curses over it, then the earth will obey. It's <laughs> just so sad. I mean, it says it. <laughs> all creation is groaning, waiting for the sons of man to be revealed. Like, yeah, there's, we are not wise in the ways of the world. We don't understand these things. And so what Dr. Francis Miles says is, so then speak to the earth and say, you no longer have to be under that. The, I speak the blood of Jesus over you. I break any curses, hexers or spells that were sent against you. And I ask that in the place of that, Lord, that not only would your blood cover, but Lord, that instead you would transform the curses into a blessing. Oh, and then after you've spoken the blessing, then just, you can replace the earth. Like you don't have to carry it around, but, but replace it. And this is intense stuff. Like this is, it's deep and I'm not going to even pretend like I understand it all. I don't actually even really want to understand it on much more of a deep level. Like I would rather be focused on Jesus than focused on the works of the enemy. But I think that there are certain things that the Lord gives us that we are permitted to do in order to partner with him in his work of redeeming the world. And so Lord, I do thank you for what you have given to us to do. And I ask, Lord, that you would be gracious and that you would give us wisdom in how we can partner with you. That you would keep us clear-minded. And I thank you for that, Jesus, in your precious name. Amen.